0: We stand today. This is method the with method. The, shout out. the
1: Business Method. The
2: Business Method Podcast.
3: The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds,
4: entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics
3: for location independence.
1: On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we are getting behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build businesses like this. On top of that, we also gather entrepreneurs at events and retreats around the world. This October, we are having our annual event in Thailand, Get Shit Done Live. It's 10 days of high-performance productivity, targeted collaboration, and rapid execution designed for entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done in a little amount of time. Some say it's like 10 months of work in 10 days. There's a magic that happens when brilliant minds come together to push one one another towards productive execution. That is exactly what this retreat is about. Check out all the details at the That is thebusinessmethod.com. Now let's jump in today's show.
3: The business method.
1: Hey, listeners, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is the second half of a two part panel presentation on high performance productivity that was recently recorded at FreedomX Fest in Spain. I was invited to the panel along with representatives from Facebook, Doist, and Remote Year. If you haven't heard the first part of the presentation, be sure to do that first. It was published right before this one. If you have, welcome back and let's jump back into the interview.
4: Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Um, so just going back to the question in terms of travel, you know, how, um, can anyone add anything
5: about, you know, if you're, you're travelling, how can you maintain being productive whilst travelling? So, for me it's all about, like, I know on a daily basis, like, what is right and what isn't right for me, and if I'm suddenly sleeping in past my normal time or like not on my schedule or eating food that is not in line with what I normally eat or like not moving my body or not doing all these things. I get out of alignment really quickly and I wish there was some secret or some hack to doing it, but it's really just accountability and being being responsible to yourself and it's hard work to do it and it's, but it's just a commitment that staying in alignment with like your best like, situation and cadence for a living, that's your priority. And so, um, also this concept that you don't have to do everything every day. So I think especially when traveling, you might be in a place where you're like, I'm never gonna be here again, I'm never gonna see this, this isn't gonna be here. You know when it's like a once in a lifetime like opportunity. And I feel like really being, um, Really being specific about those, and then figuring out which ones you can ju- you can say no to, and you can pass on, knowing you're going to get the chance again. Um, because if you, if while you're traveling, you're like I'm never going to do this again, or this is my only opportunity, I I would be in a spiral. I personally wouldn't be able to get anything done because you'd be trying to mm-hmm. capture everything. So you just have to prioritize that your
0: schedule is the most important thing. Which takes We'll <laughs>
4: Willpower.
0: I don't recall being very productive when I traveled. uh, now, I travel like uh, one week, 10 days, every two months. So now I, I, where I try, the first thing is to find a co-working space. That's where I'm very productive. I can't stay at home working. So yeah, and also try to visit the things You know, Uh, sometimes I've been noticed that we are trying to travel to other places in few days. So places, they need to, You need to fill them, that's why some cities or some countries need to fill them. So maybe taking it easy it helps to to be more prolactic and set your priorities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe travel less. Yeah. Like maybe stay in just one country for fifteen days or twenty days. Yeah. And actually I think that's the best way to travel. You want to feel that the people are in the city or the country. Mm -hmm.
3: I don't have much to offer here, to be honest. I mean, I travel for work, and so I'm very much, like, I, I have a, a very productive situation. When I go to a new country, I go to our office, and I have yeah. the exact same office that I would have at the same okay. so, so. you know, I'm very lucky in that way, um, and if I were more remote or location-independent, it's something that I would definitely have to work on. Yeah. i actually, well not like, um
4: you need to leave. Yeah. So you have actually been very productive. Yeah, I've been
3: super productive. I have to go catch a transport. <laughs> but um, I do wanna just leave with yeah. one thing yeah. that has completely changed the way that I work. Um, one of our mottos at Facebook is ruthless prioritization. Um, and it's ruthless because it really hurts. So when um, we think about all of the things that we need to get done in a year or a half or even a month or a week, uh, we do think about you know, what are the top priorities and if you have four really good ideas or four really important projects, it's not only doing three and it really hurts to not do that sort of thing, but it means that your work on those top three things is going to be even better and you'll get them done faster because you're only focused on those things. And some weeks it might be you can only focus on one thing because it's gonna take up that much energy um, and it's, it's a hard discipline, like you said, to adopt uh, but I think having people hold you accountable to like, is this really a priority? Like, is this something that you have to get done today or this week, or is it something that you can tackle next week? Um, and it is something that I have have had to learn and yeah. have had to have mentors be like, why do why do you have ten things on your to-do list? Like, why can we just pause all of those projects? Let's finish some things. Yeah, and and get going. And, uh-huh.
4: and so, ask, do you ask people as uh, well? Sorry. You ask people. You know, what's, a, what's Oh, what's absolutely. I mean,
3: I think like I've had to get very comfortable learning what my friend calls ninja no skills, like ninja no skills, <laughs> to be like, is this a priority? If it's a mm-hmm. priority, that means I'm not going to do one of these other things. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with me? Missing my friend's birthday. Are you okay with me not going to a yoga class because you need this now? Um, and, and putting that on other people, they think that they like, oh, actually no, it's totally fine if you send it by Friday. Yeah, exactly. Perfect, And the that. Okay. We
6: need to. Re- we need <laughs> to. Find me on um, Instagram. or <laughs> to like, Could you could you give them like.
4: Okay. So um, I think we're we're on the travels. Safe travels. We have another question from the audience. I saw one
0: here.
4: Ross at, at the back. Let's go to the back to be really... Um, we've got quite a few questions, which
6: is great. Yeah, it's fitting to the topic of um, how to make your priorities. I'm curious if you have strategies for finding the right priorities. I recently use a wheel and put in all the tasks I think are important and try to measure them um, with different factors to make it visual. And I guess there are more strategies how to find out, is this not really important? but sometimes you just make it a priority and it isn't. Do you have strategies to find out what you should do next or focus on? For example, with you were in the 90 days, how you set those priorities?
7: Yeah, that's a, a really good question and a challenge in itself. Um, First thing that I would always say is, you know what's more important. Sometimes our analytical brains will get in the way and say, oh, I think I should do this, and I think I should do this, but really deep down, you already know what's what's the most important. The other thing is, is like I, I um, all my three-month goals are in alignment with my life purpose, my 50-year goals, my 25-year goals, my 10-year goals, and my three-year goals. And so they all kind of funnel back. So my Sunday night ritual, I always kind of go into my mind and do a little meditation, and I look at my life when I'm 95 years old, and I, I talk to myself when I'm 95 years old, and I think about like what I want to create in between that time. Okay, what can I do this week that's most important that's in line with all that? And really, when I create those three month goals, those are there, and then I can on Sunday night I can just kind of um, take that little little time to figure out okay, this is exactly what I need to do. But the but the, the there's a lot of different systems you can use to figure out what's most important. And I'm curious to see what you guys use because they're all valuable and they depend, depending on your personality, right? Um, but, but deep down inside, we know what's most important. Like we really, really, really do. Just takes a little time, maybe a meditation, or a walk, or whatever is best for you to get in that state of mind. And say, okay, this is really what right? right, I need. to do. Thank you. It's
5: so I don't, this is a very painful lesson that I've been told is that your life is a stove and you have four burners and there's four pots and it's family, friends, health and work. And you can never have the burner on full blast on all four and so you have to decide like which one is getting the heat at a given time and it's really painful because I would like all four to be all the way cranked up all the time but it's impossible and so I think the biggest thing about priorities is we have our definition of priorities all wrong. Like a priority is one or two things, and I think in work and in life, and just how we live today, is we all wanna do so much. Like we wanna accomplish so many things, and we wanna be involved in so many things, and it's actually impossible, because if if you have that many priorities, they're not priorities. Like you have to be super selective. and the mantra that I kind of use is called select, refine, and eliminate. And so I really focus on selecting like what are my priorities right now and refining them over time, stripping them away, and then eliminating them. So it's like really boiling down to what are those key things and then an accomplished one or one will get moved off of the plate or something else will come in. But it's just really changing your relationship with Many priorities you can
0: have, and questioning like, is this actually a priority, or do I just think that says? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, related, uh, my priorities are always, uh, was it has more impact than my colleges. Uh, my role is with, with PR, I mean, no one has an impact with PR in the company, but uh, I have to coordinate translations and localizations, so it has a lot of impact in you know, releases and developers. So I try to think in that. Uh, Personally, everything related to my health. I mean, everything that makes me feel better at the end of the day, like, I don't know, gardening, for instance, I have gardening in my garage, so that makes me feel better for me. That's a priority after finishing my work, uh, doing some sports some exercise. And I always recommend to people to uh, assign, like, as you say, one or two priorities every day. Uh, You have to do this, so that's my idea. Assign it with some kind of color, or maybe you can highlight it in your Your mouth or whatever, but you know, that's the important thing you have to do the rest of the day. Yeah,
4: for me, my healthy lifestyle is number one priority, so everything else has to go out of that. So, yeah, but I I do think that you can just have, um, just because you're focusing on work, you can also prioritize another area of your life as well. So, can someone else ask what I've commented on if you don't? just have to focus
0: on one area, yeah. you can focus on a few areas. Yeah, and it's, it's always we good by some of some visiting in the front mm-hmm. center, so um, yeah. it's really easy to get distracted with, you know, things. Um, so yeah.
4: Next question, but, um, guy in the guy white t-shirt.
8: Hi, guys. Uh, question directed mostly at Chrisbeck for everyone. Um, I'm just really interested in a three-month goal setting. And uh, I'm interested in it because I, I try like a bunch of different methods for this and I'm really into like getting the latest journal to help me plan or um, learning the latest technique that ultimately it always fails because priorities change in a much shorter time for me than three months, things come up and I find that the things that were on that list at the beginning, even like three weeks later, uh, they don't seem like the priorities anymore when other things are coming. How do you go about setting these goals for three months when life on a a day-to-day level just seems so changing? Have
7: you done um, long-term goals, also like 50-year, 100-year, 500-year goal setting?
8: (laughs) 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 I've done a little of that, yeah. But but. I guess the the tasks we're talking about are mostly work-related, and when I talk about when I think about uh, a five-year goal, it's well, yeah. Sometimes it seems like not relevant to those three-month goals.
7: Okay, um, let's look at it like this. I think it, I think I heard this on a Tim Ferriss podcast. Like if you, if you had a year, you had a, uh, a card and you could only punch three holes in that card in that year, what would those holes be, goals? What would they be? And why would you be working on it? So another way to look at it is the big dominant. So when I approached my three months, my, the end of the three months, I start to think okay, over the next three months, what's my big domino that's going to set me up to win for the next three months, six months, 12 months, three years, kind of, whatever. And um, yeah, it's easy to fluctuate between that. I think what helps me personally is having that long term vision and revisiting my life purpose and talking to my 95 year old self every week. Because then I can get back into alignment. It it's not easy. To the other thing I would say is like, I've been doing this for 10 years, kind of using the same system more or less for 10 years. All of us have different personalities, and it takes some time to fluctuate between things to see what works and what doesn't work. Um, if I was working with you right now, Andy, I would say, okay, let's let's look at your life vision, right? What do you wanna create? And then reverse engineer that. And then go back to the uh, you know, three years, three years down the road, what do you wanna create? What's the big domino, one, two, three, things that you want to knock over in the next three months. You want to stay aligned with that. And I get it. Like, we travel. We've got a lot of stuff coming into our lives. It's easy to be pulled in many ways. Um, And I think it comes with time, too. It's a bit of a discipline. It's a bit of a practice. It takes a while to kind of um, come about. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Does it? Can okay. I add
5: something to that? I don't quite know what I look like at 95, but I very much regularly ask myself, what does 45-year-old Ariel think of this? Like, and so that's 15 years down the road, and like I can see like the house I want to live in, and like what my friends and my emotional support system looks like, and what my family looks like, and what I know exactly what they're looking than what it looks like at 45 and I can imagine myself of the type of woman like I want to be and like what I want my life to be. And I've literally written this out, like even what my wardrobe looks like, like what I put on in the morning and like what my like, what's in my kitchen cabinets and it's being, it's like creating a dollhouse of your life and like you have your office and your all of the things that fit in it and once you can see it, like those things will change, like maybe my dream house will change, but I have an idea And so each thing that I chip away at, like, is it getting me to a version of
7: that? What are are some of the distractions that come up for you, Eddie?
8: So I'm I'm actually talking about kind of projects within within the company. Like, I I set like medium to long-term projects for things that we're trying to achieve. Um, And then something else comes in. A new project on priority, and the ones that maybe we're working on... I was working on building a new website, and that's like the big project that only I can really start the project. And then um, we decide that we need to build a new uh, video tutorial series or something like that, and that seems to take a higher priority, so the website project goes goes on hold, and then something else comes on that becomes a bigger uh, priority than the video tutorials. And, all of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of half-finished projects and nothing's getting done. So there's a
7: bigger goal beyond that, deeper than that. Maybe it's profit margin. Maybe, like, for example, right now my only goal, like, the biggest focus is to get ranked higher on iTunes. I don't care about Stitcher. I don't care about Spotify. I don't care about uh, anything else that comes in. So things that come to play, there's many different methods and avenues that you can use to do that. And I can grow my email list. I can uh, get more influencers. Those can change. Like I can, promote more on social media. Those things can fluctuate uh, differently. But the bigger goal, the big domino, is to get the brand higher on iTunes. Maybe it's to hit more the the Q three profit of like, twenty thousand dollars. And okay, what are the methods to get you there? So you're you're, you're bouncing back between methods and not necessarily that big domino that's going to knock all those out. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you,
4: Chris. Simone, I
7: know know you have a a
2: question, go on with the blue hat. Hi, my name is Simone Gincensi from GTEx and I'm a Forbes and Entrepreneur uh, Magazine contributor. The question I have is that I run four companies and I'm big on automation. And I think that automation right now and technology is a big part of productivity. And so far we've been talking a lot about how we manage ourselves. Now, I would love to ask you what are some tools, uh, uh, softwares, things that you use uh, to automate uh, what you do in life and in business that uh, give you more time back or you will need to not have as many people working on that project because you have the tool that gets three or four people <laughs> instead of having the four stuff happening to manage. So I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Who so would you like to throw Go ahead. Um, well, for me, it's
0: really easy. To do this and um, to do this. I mean, you can use any uh, to do this app, uh, I guess most of the time. In case you like it, to do this app, maybe you would prefer something like Trello, you prefer like Wars. I don't know. But for me, I need to manage only thousand projects for To Do This and actually the way we collaborate inside the company. And for communication, as I said, uh, we use RISC, which is a kind of uh, asynchronous communication tool. Uh, we don't use Slack, or uh, Picchat or uh, Microsoft Teams. So for me, it helps me to feel that um, that formal, you know, that way that, that I, have, I don't need to respond to new So that helps me to uh, put some slots of time every day to answer, um, on Twitch, answer threads and answer your uh, messages. So yeah, I mean, no secret, but that's to do way you in a and, uh, and uh,
2: do you find that the question was uh, like in terms of do to- it to do it does it integrate also with other platforms through API automatically so then I don't have to manage okay I have this stuff that is popping up on Todoist, mm. that triggers this sequence on this other
0: platform I'm using maybe on gmail to send an automated email or something like that's what I'm talking about yeah, well, to my opinion, you, you can do it, but you can integrate with me and uh, with the email. In case you, for instance, have an email you don't want to read at the moment or you want to take care of it later, you can add it up as a task. All right, thanks. that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, can I just... I'm very enthusiastic about Twist. Okay. Twist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, do not use Google ever again um, or Slack. Things get lost in
4: Slack have channels um, and threads
0: for so yeah. channels and topics. It's kind of the ultimate solution, I think, for virtual communication. Yeah, that's... Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry to be quiet. No, yeah, the thing is thread topic, you know, mm-hmm. I think uh, it helps to, to, for instance, if you have a channel about marketing, you have different topics, so mm-hmm. you need to talk about like an education <coughs> campaign or um, some AdWords campaign in mm-hmm. the same. Or in the same conversation. So yeah. that helps to put everything in order. And I saw this trust because everyone can join and, and you know you can see what uh, people are talking about. Yeah, so if you're working in a team. Yeah, and we do a lot more things to use, use that too because I mean, you need to explain everything. You need to explore all the channels and read everything. So yeah. that helps. That's Twisted an app as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's a different yeah. app to do Just it.
4: He um, okay, um... We, in the blue. Oh,
6: just, just there. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just wondering, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm, it's gonna sound a bit confusing, but it seems like the road to productivity is actually scheduling. And this is fine and this is great, but sometimes uh, and I feel personally for my whole life and my business as well it's very hard to feel that this scheduling that we do and that we want to follow, that it actually follows, it's followed by our heart, so for example, the desire to become freedom independent doesn't really come from our mind it comes from an emotion, and it, I find it I personally find it really, really challenging. Even I have great mm-hmm. motivation for my work and for my goals and everything to keep this scheduling and these long-term goals aligned with not only my mind every day, but also allowing myself every day to just do nothing. Yeah. Or I'm not sure if you can schedule it to do nothing, but it's not mm-hmm. very easy. It seems that like <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you can. A, you, can, you, can you can absolutely do that. Okay, but is yes.
5: there? Can you? I think right Yeah, I sure, think that's a a point. Point. For sure. So there's something I totally understand. What you mean like we're talking a lot about scheduling, but there's something so beautiful and precious about spontaneity, right? And like so many amazing, productive things and meaningful things happen like in the uh, the margins, right? Like outside of the scheduled time. And there's something. Being location independent, we are the luckiest people. Like, this is a gift that we get to redefine our paradigm of what what our daily lives look like, that other people, like, my parents never had that option, how many of your friends don't even have that option? We still gotta get shit done. Like, this isn't like, oh, now we don't have to work or do things, you just have to do it how you wanna do it. And so if that means one day you don't do anything, then, that's the beauty of it, you get to do that. But then you can still have to figure out what that schedule is. And I don't know what we were talking about, like productivity idols and people that do it really well. I don't know anyone that just completely doesn't have a schedule and still accomplishes great things and like lives this totally fluid lifestyle. Because um, I don't think that's how we function as people. But I think to your point is, you give yourself permission to, like you are in control of your schedule now because you are location independent, like you're building your business, but we still exist in a world where so much scheduling still happens.
7: It's like you're, you're an artist and you can paint whatever your day looks like. But The challenge is like turning off our inner critics and says, oh Chris, you should be doing this. And like no, I'm sick right now. No, I need to work, you know. And so that, that's, that's the process too quiet that state of mind, that yeah. little voice that's saying, do more, do more, do more. Comes yeah. um, with practice, meditation, discipline, and painting canvas of what your perfect day looks like. You seem like a creative type, yeah? Yeah? Yes, I'm, I'm
6: fashion, so.
7: Yeah, and, and I would say, like, productivity in, in this is, 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 there's no perfect way to do it. The way I do it may not work for you at all, or any of us, right? And so you just take some time you know, to figure out what works for you, paint kind a of canvas and what the perfect day looks like with work, and, and, then, and then just keep at it because it's 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 a process of becoming, uh, a destination. And we're uh, we our peak performance always on top. You talked about um, being a state of
4: effectiveness.
7: Yeah. Um, well, we can go deeper into that. That's uh, stasis is the idea of getting out of uh, the beta state of mind, which is the state of mind where negative emotions can come in and, um, and that negative self-talk comes in and stops us from being more productive. And there's many different ways to do that, like meditation, workout, exercise. It's all about rock climbing, cooking, doing dishes, uh, or whatever works for you to kind of get out of that, that state of mind, it's called a pattern like I'm really conscious these days, like if I can feel cortisol running through my body and I'm getting stressed out, and then I need to interrupt that pattern and do some pushups, go for a walk, uh, you know, eat a nice dinner, whatever it may be. And so when, you, when you're in an ecstatic state, you can be more productive. But, but that, that goes a bit deeper. You wanna learn more about that from Sunday at 11 a.m. to the panel. on productivity. because we're gonna talk a lot about going deep into those state of minds too
4: skyrocket that
0: productivity. you to Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay. More. What? Couple more questions to make. Thanks. Uh, my question is uh, like, uh, what time of the day you are most more, more productive in effect? Like, how can you find that out?
8: Like, a lot of people are saying, I'm more productive in the morning, but is
0: that true? That some people are more productive if like up to 12 days, the uh, late hours. So how, how can you do uh, Yeah. I? think saying difficultly uh, in the morning is the best time to be more productive, but it depends on where you are. I mean, if you are a night school, maybe you work better at night. So in my case, I'm not an early bird, but I work better in the morning, and, and then I want to uh, start working around 6, 7 p.m. And I know at that time I'm not very productive. I'm not even a night. I used to be a night school, uh, but I think I'm getting
5: My best time is definitely in the morning, so like five thirty to like eight thirty window, and then I'm the worst from like one to three p.m. Like so brain dead, like can't even find my words sometimes, and so I schedule all of like my meetings during that time when I'm just like giving feedback or learning about something, I try to have a lot of my meetings all that time, and then I'm really good in the evening again. So actually, and that's working from home and remotely, when I used to be commuting, I'm very good from like five to seven before I shut down later at night. I've never pulled an all-nighter in my life for school ever because at night, I know that's not, I know some people say that's when do their best work, personally not for me. So I have those couple of windows and then I just try to take the windows when I know that I'm really bad, and filling it with something
7: else. When do you feel the best?
8: I guess in the morning. That's probably the <laughs> best answer,
7: yeah. Uh, I'm very similar to her, you know, I mean, when I'm more productive, but it's really when you feel the it. Like, one of my really good friends, he's a night owl, and he has to work out, work through the night completely, when you feel the best, and trial and error, and all uh, I would say. Thank you.
4: Okay, next
3: question, that's in the woods. Hi, um, so I'm a location independent of Perron for six years, and um, I just recently started creating 90-day goals, and so I heard Chris mention that his goal is to rank higher on iTunes. My goal right now is to create a, a sales department to branch into a new area, of a new industry, or more target niche, And so my question is, what are uh, examples of each of your three day uh, tasks? I mean, three, sorry, three tasks per day? Like examples?
6: If you can provide them. Because sometimes I think I make them too big or too small. So I'm just
7: curious. I'll give some examples, but those those three most daily tasks, most important tasks, are in line with whatever my 67 most important outcomes are for the week. So it may be to uh, you know, have three podcast interviews in that day. It may be to have three coaching calls in that day. It may be to uh, do some promotion on social media. Maybe um, to uh, work on some new email marketing. So every every day, really, I mean there's no consistency except the podcast interviews actually. Did you ever uh, discover
3: that your six to seven um, outcomes of were, you underestimated like, what we did take and-
7: Always. So I use the rule, I, I do my best to use the rule of three, everything takes three times longer than what we think. Because we're ambitious entrepreneurs and we're optimistic. So we think we can do it all, really. But we really have a limited amount of time. And so uh, uh, almost, I mean a lot of the time I'm, like, I'm overestimating what I can do. And what I've had to do is like kind of either shoot back on those goals so I feel good about accomplishing it, or just learn how to become okay with maybe 85, 90%, 90% uh, of the goals for the week. Like, my, the hardest thing for me to do, you guys, I'm an only child, and I really love my parents, and I have a great relationship, it's so difficult for me just to get on, on the phone and call them for an hour. For week. And I don't know why, and it's been like that since I've been in college at 19, 20 years old. And 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 I, and I go home for one or two months every year and we have a great I promise we have a great relationship. But it's just like I, I have to like make that time there to to do that and, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't I always forget about it. oh my god I didn't call my parents this weekend. And so then I have to like, Okay, I gotta call them on semi or whatever. So so um, you know, we're not uh, we're, going back to it, work it's just an ongoing process of learning about ourselves just peel another layer of onion, uh off each time we go a bit deeper and deeper. You guys want to add? I don't want to add anything. Hopefully Question? Question at the front, if that's okay? Did that answer your question completely? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay.
9: Right. What do you do when you have uh, several uh, things uh, to choose from? I mean, you always said, like, um, in your case, Chris, I directed to you, um, so I think that has to be in alignment with the things I do, but what if these um, things pop up that, um, that you're really interested in, and they are, like, on this exact same level of interest, and it's really difficult to choose, how do you kill your dog I think both these guys mentioned, like, we've
7: gotta leave some flexibility in our schedule, to entertain the things that pop up in our lives, like uh, having a romantic date, or uh, whatever that comes up that you're interested in. And if you leave some flexibility in that time, then, you know, you know weekly schedules, then you can entertain that time with whatever comes up that's interesting in you. Does that make sense? Feel
9: yeah. free to well, respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I, it's, it's merely to, like, it's business things. That are interesting to you, you know, like could be a new business opportunity, or you know, like as entrepreneurs, we always like like sponges for everything around us. Oh, this could be another cool thing I could do, and, and then it's it difficult to decide because actually you should dive deeper into the topic and find out how it's really important for you. And then it's like there's like several things on a high level of um, um, perceived importance, and you would love to pursue them, but you really. Don't know, you know, like, and and I was wondering, if you have like a you know, like a hacking technique or like like cutting up or like ninja, like you know, fuck it, you know, get this off and two you know, just leave the one alive that's really the most important.
5: I think it takes practice and it takes. Um, I would example of this. So for fun, I'm a musician as well. So I play guitar, I sing my song, right, and. Um, I would get all these opportunities to play shows, okay? So let's say these shows or like appearances, places, or your new business, venture ideas. And at first I did all of them, right? And I would go to every single one and I wanted to network and I wanted to meet these people and I wanted to have all these opportunities. We realize once you start doing them, they're not all the same and they don't give you the same return. And so it's only through practice of knowing that you can recognize the next time. Like, mm, you know what, this sounds good, but I've seen this before, and it doesn't actually play out kind of the way that I imagine. And it really just takes practice of knowing what the return will be. And you're not always gonna know that, but it still goes back to, is this my number one goal? Is this my number one prioritization? Is this just distracting me? And I think you're working at, um, remote, you're right, like we're shifting a lot, our priorities shift and we we want to do new things, we want to try new things, but we're really good at keeping our eyes on like the number one goal. And so then we're empowered to go back and say, Okay, this is could be a really cool like partnership opportunity, but doesn't immediately drive back to the number one goal we're focused on right now. Kindly we have to decline right now, maybe in the future, right? Like those opportunities, I think the really important ones will come back to you or the ones that um and then you're going to have space for the ones that make the most sense. So Kendall's ruthless prioritization. Like you
0: got to get really good at saying no. Really, really good. Yeah. I think, as we mentioned before, it should be aligning with your goals, so your personal goals and business goals. So I'm going to be just a bit simple, for example, in my personal life. Um, I have a lot of personal distractions, because I've been to my down, as I said, so people can ring to my door, and when I come here, Enjoy, you know, particularly in summer, because you know, because my no, business summer, is great. Have the terrace, whatever, so you can get distracted easily. But I have to think sometimes, not only in my health, because I can't bring here all the days and I want to go sport, but also that I can't stay until, until 1, 2 a.m. every day, because the next day I have to work. Just give it an simple, but I know it's aligned with the personal goals of, um, of stick to my skill the next day and doing some score and have different kind of relationships. I'm not only going to have some beers, Or um, or going
9: to some kind of music, a concert, or whatever. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. And uh, there's a question that's attached to that because, like, um, I'm, well, I'm getting better at it, but, like, the past years I've been, like, um, drowning in a swarm of emails. (laughs) And then I started to use follow up, then, which I thought is a great service. But then I drown in follow up and emails, and now my inbox is top full of like 80% of follow up, and, and the rest either. You know, it's like being in the in the, in the woods and don't see yeah. the trees because of the, the don't see the forest because yeah. of all the trees. So, how do you guys um, deal with email shit?
5: Just make <laughs> an email address. Just start. Up. <laughs> no. Um, I unsubscribe from everything. So um, when like anything that is not essential and somehow like as soon as it comes into my inbox, I'm like unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. And just I have like the four companies that I care about that I wanna see everything that they do. And it is, and when like work, right? Like all these companies that just find out your email address and all of a sudden you're on an email list, you never, don't just delete it. Don't just archive it, take the extra step, unsubscribe or email them back and say, please take me off my list. Because as soon as you, it's like on the Mac, like, remind me about the, the uh, upgrade, remind me tomorrow. Like, go in and just do it, unsubscribe now and get off the list immediately. Because otherwise it'll just be archive, 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 archive.
0: I'm very strict with that, I mean, I don't have to leave that, I mean, I mean nothing is going to, I'm receiving returns, so. Yeah, I will be very strict with that. I mean, don't answer any of any that. Don't feel you have to answer. Because actually there's always follow-ups. So yeah, and then there are, you know, infinite threats. Um, yeah, I will be very strict with that. With the way I am. Very, very strict with uh, the things you have to answer. Uh, the only thing I'd add to that, because I do full
7: those things too, um, is uh, when I do my weekly planning, Sunday night I clean out my it's like cleaning your house in you your house once a week, clean out your email once a week, and that's been really helpful for me because I get those. I call them BS emails out of the way because they're just they're, yeah, they distract you. And, and, and I've been learning a lot about not replying to emails because now I I get so many requests to be on our podcast and it's ridiculous like where people come from. And so I just put them in a folder or put them in the trash or whatever. So, but 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 I think like email is a big part of our life. And on top of that, Facebook and WhatsApp messaging and social media. I clean them all out Sunday night, so I'm ready to go Monday morning and go with the chart. You
5: batch, right? That's the 10-farious approach, is like you batch emails, so rather than, I don't know how you interact with it, but you don't need to instantaneously reply. Like pick two times a day, or like one time a day, or if you're really good, one time a week, and then reply to all of them at that time because what I do, which is horrible for my productivity, I read it and then don't reply. And then it's in the wow. back of my head. Yeah. So, yeah.
7: Yeah. And then, and then
5: no, 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 no. I mean, like, on my phone, like, I'll read it, and then I, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I gotta go back and answer it. And on. then the next time you see that
7: person, they're like, why didn't you answer you? Yeah. I'm
5: so bad at texting. Do not call me in the <laughs> night to come pick you up at jail. I won't be there. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. We have so, um, one, one more question.
4: Thanks, man.
2: Yeah, Um, question is, uh, what happens when uh, your productivity is linked to other people's productivity? Which means uh, now you have a team that you need to manage, and uh, now it's not just about you. And the reason why I'm asking this question is because we went in a short period of time from uh, three people in our company to 12 people. And uh, that has been a growing challenge, in making sure that they are productive as well, on top of keeping my productivity, to keep the goals that you want to achieve. So what strategies or tips do you have to make sure that the team members work with them that as well?
5: So the first step is making sure your goals are aligned. So my team, so I manage a content creator and a visual designer and I work very closely with SEO resources and social media resources, and all of our goals are very aligned to each other. And so if I need something done, that means they also need the same thing done, which also influences something else. So because we're really aligned on our priorities, you can't hold something up because getting to your goal is just as essential for them getting to their goal. Um, So that's like an easy one. I just have a personal motto of like teams that I'm building or people I'm working with, they're working very hard to get their things done and move forward, it's my job, like that is my job, to support them and help them move something along. Like if I'm the stopgap, either I shouldn't be there for feedback or it should move into something else, or it is my responsibility to them to, to give them a reply or give them what they need um, in the time so that they can move on to the next step. So I think it's asking those questions of, are these priorities are we in the same way? And do I need to provide feedback? Is this something that I can empower them to do on their own? Um, and then also just that individual responsibility. Like as leaders, it is our job to empower our employees and launch them forward, and to not slow them down. Like it's, if it's my priority or theirs, I have to moving theirs along, and I'll get to mine later.
7: Thanks.
0: Yeah, i fully like I think the, the root of everything is trust trust in them, you know them. Uh, you have to believe, uh, you have to think that they are comfortable, they are responsible. So I think this way, everything you explain would work. If you trust in them, everything will work. Thanks. I guess it's a matter of, I don't know, maybe some very radical to hiring the right people or you know, to have a kind of extensive or fruitful um, uh, recruitment process. But I guess trust is the you
4: So, yeah, thank you um, for being asking all those great questions because I think, you know, it's all a concern and I I hope that it's made us all think a bit more and we've got, you know, we've gone away with one thing that, you know, might help you. Um, So just before we leave, just maybe one final message from each panelist um, that could help our audience. Chris. (laughs) One.
7: Yeah. Um... (laughs) yeah, I think the, the, the only thing that I can say is productivity is a uh, life learning process. And that uh, you may not get it right today or tomorrow, or next year, five years. Uh, not necessarily that there's even a right way to do it, but it's an evolving process, and be okay with that evolving process, and be okay with letting things go. Uh, as Barry mentioned, it's very important to be able to, to let things go and get new ideas. And, um, and I think the biggest thing for me uh, that I've learned through this process is, is not be judgmental about myself on on uh, my productivity um, growth. That's all it is.
5: So I, one thing I should always ask why. Like, why is this important? Why do you feel you need to be productive in this area? And if you have a really solid answer for the why, the how, and the what and when you do it is going to be a lot easier. So I think. Um, My biggest sticking points of when I can't get something done or I can't move on from something is usually because I don't need to do it. And it's usually a sign that it's either not the right solution or it's not the right thing I should be focusing on. Um, And when I don't ask why I'm trying to accomplish something or do something, um, I have a lot more um, difficulty getting it done. And when you're really clear on the why, it's much easier to figure out the path of how to get it done and you're usually more engaged in it at least I find for myself, and it's easier for me to accomplish it more efficiently and more effectively if I know why I'm trying to
0: do it. I think the productivity is a learning process. Uh, you have to question yourself all the time what you do, how you do it. Not all the time, maybe if you think too much, that's, that's not right. So um, you have to let it go. And also, uh, take care about yourself. I mean, health impacts directly in the, your productivity. Uh, do some exercise, have a look at it. Um, from my standpoint, I realize every time I do exercise today, during the week, uh, it, it impacts directly on my productivity. It boosts my motivation, so yeah, take care of yourself.
9: Drink more water. Yeah, yes, <laughs> sleep I do more sports. Yeah.
4: OK, so we're going to wrap up now, because we've gone on for an hour and a half, a bit late. And then have a good, good afternoon.
7: if you guys have any questions mm.
4: you yeah come and, come uh, and see us if, if we've got any more
1: questions hey listeners we're going to wrap up thanks for joining us once again we wanted to remind you about our high performance productivity coaching and our annual get shit done live retreat in Thailand both are designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to get a lot of work done rapidly and whether you need some personal coaching while working away at home or a retreat in Thailand where you can get out of your normal routine and surround yourself with other successful entrepreneurs we have those options for you Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com and see you on the next podcast.